Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. All right, happy Friday, and we're glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. A lot in the news today. we got five stories we're really following today, The not the least of which is our continuation of the Russia conspiracy story and surveillance and unmasking and leaking of intelligence. And now the White House has urged the House Intel Committee to investigate Evelyn Farkas. Um, who predicted that from the get-go? I did. Uh, So we'll get to that today. Also, the media wants to distract you and say, oh, what Devin Nunez, the House Intelligence Committee chairman, did is outrageous. He shared with the president the White House is involved. Um, They're lying to you because what they don't want you to focus on is the big issue that, well, then candidate, the opposing party candidate, Trump, was surveilled by the current administration and by all the, the looks of this. It seems like not only surveillance, but unmasking and 
laws broken by intelligence leaks. We know that happened in the case of General Flynn. By the way, we'll talk about the media spin on General Flynn saying, yeah, I got a lot to say. I want to hear from General Flynn. I'm all for it. And then he's not going to get immunity. I still want him to testify because I think at the end of the day, let's find out who's the peop- who are the people responsible for leaking the intelligence on General Flynn destroying his life and career and ruining his reputation. Then we've got an unprecedented moment beginning to happen, and that is Democrats are trying to spin very hard today that it will be Senator Mitch McConnell's fault if the majority leader and his colleagues are forced to invoke the nuclear option to end the Democratic gridlock on Judge Neil Gorsuch. But the fact and the truth are very different as well. The media won't tell you this. It's actually Chucky Schumer and the Democrats now going scorched earth And they're so livid at anything Donald Trump does that they are starting an anti-Gorsuch campaign that threatens to blow up a Senate tradition. See, they don't even want to have an up or down vote on Neil Gorsuch, even though it was a signature issue in the campaign who would pick the next Supreme Court nominee. And it would be the first ever. This is Chuck Schumer's plan. The first ever partisan filibuster of a Supreme Court nominee, and Schumer and the Democrats would be breaking an over 200-year Senate tradition. Now, if they do that, as I've been saying, Republicans will just play too nice. Republicans allow up or down votes for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, you know, Sonia Sotomayor, and uh, who's the other one? You know, we got all these liberal justices. Elena Kagan, they're fair. They allow up or down votes. But the Democrats don't play by those rules. And as Obama reminded us so often in his entire term, elections have consequences. All right, but I want to start with a top story today because I've had it up to here with something. I'm not going to rant and I'm not going to rave. I'm going to, at the end of this, offer an idea and a solution to a very big problem that we are now experiencing. And that is blame that's being put on people that don't deserve to be blamed. And I'm talking about the Freedom Caucus. And yes, Donald Trump is he he thinks the Freedom Caucus is responsible. But I'll tell you what really just threw me over the ledge today. I'm reading the New York Times. I know it's a piece of garbage, but I, I flip through it occasionally because it's in my stack. And what do I see? I see Adam Kinziger. Where's where's he from? Kinziger. He's from uh, I don't even remember. Anyway, so he's a Republican. And he writes this long, drawn-out story, how the Freedom Caucus is undermining the GOP. And he's from Illinois. That's right. All right. And I'm thinking, really? Undermining the GOP. We're going to get lectures from you. And then I Googled Adam Kinziger and his name. And I started reading the article. And, and of course, everything's the Freedom Caucus's fault. That's why health care bill didn't pass, et cetera, et cetera. And what did I find? Oh, Adam Kinziger. Trump, absolutely wrong for Assange tweet. He goes on, Trump's Sweden comment, an embarrassing moment. Representative Kinzinger, Trump says Trump's vote fraud claims undermine the Constitution. He says President Trump's, you know, the vote, well, we know vote fraud is in the country. We know. We just haven't been able to get the exact numbers. I can't defend Trump's criticism of intelligence on Russia, and I'm not going to, Adam Kinzinger. He says, I can't, that's just another article of his He also says he can't vote for Trump. Really? You can't vote for your party's nominee, the people, the people that chose Donald Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party. He didn't even vote for him. 
He said he wanted to get to the place where he'd feel comfortable endorsing the GOP nominee, but as the Illinois congressman and Air Force pilot told Wolf Blitzer Wednesday evening, this was August 3rd, way before anything had happened. Anyway, the window of support appears to be closed. I don't see how I, I get there anymore. Among the other sins, Kinziger cited Trump's comments on NATO, his attacks on a gold star family, blaming George Bush for 9-11 as red lines of unforgivable in politics that Trump was crossing. And I'm an American before I'm a Republican. Well, maybe the Freedom Caucus are conservatives before they're Republican, too. You know, King Kinzinger, by the way, joined Duncan Hunter, by the way. To, he did ask for the pardon for Clint Loran, so we're glad about one thing he did. Here's the point. You didn't support your party's nominee. And now you're going to lecture the Freedom Caucus for standing on their values and principles? I'm not buying it. And with all due respect to the Speaker of the House, you know, he wasn't out there endorsing President Trump much either. He wouldn't even be seen with him during the campaign. Now, let's be just totally blunt and honest here. Most of the Freedom Caucus members supported the president in his election. They withstood a lot of criticism at times. Anybody that supported Trump took a lot of criticism and a lot of heat. Paul Ryan, you know, he unloaded on Donald Trump's plan to ban Muslims from entering the U.S., which was never his plan. Donald Trump never said that. Have that article in front of me. Here's another article. CNN, Paul Ryan rips Donald Trump remarks as textbook definition of a racist comment. That's what he said. Bias because of Mexican heritage when he made that comment. Paul Ryan calls Trump's hero, Julian Assange, a sycophant for Russia. Paul Ryan, this is a Newsmax, criticizes Trump over the use of the Star of David. What? I don't even know what that's about. Another headline, Paul Ryan says Trump's campaign is distressing but stands by the endorsement he made. But when, in the final weeks of the campaign, Paul Ryan told me there was no way that Trump could win Wisconsin. Told me personally. And he, was, he wouldn't even be seen with him. I remember calling the speaker, why are, you, why are you not in your state when your presidential candidate of your party's going there? I remember asking him, what are you doing? Paul Ryan widens the crack between Hill Republicans and Donald Trump. There's another headline. And it goes on from there. Now, here's what I'm going to do right now, and I'm going to break down and tell you the truth about what happened with the health care bill. Now, I've gone over this in great detail. I won't do it now again. But at the end of the day, I give the president a lot of really, really high marks. I think this president, more than anybody I've really seen in my lifetime, moves at a speed and a pace that is incredible and, frankly, refreshing, especially when dealing with the bureaucracy of Washington, D.C. Now, I've always promised I'm going to hold people accountable and tell you the truth, and I don't care who I'm talking about. So that's what I'm doing here today. And I want the president to be able to get the bill that the American people want on health care. And if it takes longer than he likes or anybody else likes, I'd rather get it right than get it done fast. That's my position. Now, there's really two things that the American people want out of a new health care bill. They want lower premiums and they want better care. And they don't want another $5,400 increase in the next eight years. And they don't want yearly increases of 117% like this year in Arizona. So it's pretty basic what the people are looking for. And there's a lot of creative ways. The American people don't want to hear about reconciliation or process. 
They don't want to hear about the bird rule. They don't want to hear about cloture votes. And the problem with this bill was not the Freedom Caucus. It was the House leadership that botched this thing from the beginning. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, and this is, and, and the thing is, it was so unnecessary here. This need not have happened this way. But the problem is, the leadership in the House put a bill in to be scored by the CBO. Not one House member got to see the bill before they rolled the bill out publicly. Ding, 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 ding. Huge mistake. Because it's really the job of the leadership to build the consensus before you roll out the bill and make sure you're going to have the votes, especially because you've been promising the American people this for eight years. It's ridiculous. So nobody shows anybody the bill. Then they release it publicly without any consensus built for the bill. And then there's a public civil war breaking out on national television and on radio and everywhere else because this this particular group, the moderates are against this part and the Tuesday groups against this part and the study groups against this part and the Freedom Caucus is against this part. And then they just hand the bill that nobody saw before and they put the president, send him out there to support the bill. It's not his job to legislate. He's the executive branch. But to the president's credit, he did all the heavy lifting, got as many votes as he could, tried to make as many changes with these different factions within the party as he possibly could. There was a three-week period, according to Mark Meadows and Freedom Caucus members I've talked to, where the leadership in the House wouldn't even talk to them at all. And remember, on this program, Mark Meadows said, hey, I give the president AAA plus for reaching out and working with us and trying to, to save this thing nobody had seen before. So, But the leadership in the House wasn't talking to them. Meadows and the, the president apparently had a deal, but as soon as Meadows left the Oval Office, then the people that work with leadership said, well, we're not going to be able to do that because of reconciliation and process and la, 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 you know. How do you release a bill that not one member saw? How do you release a bill knowing you have coalitions in your party? How do you release a bill that not one separate group is on board with? And, and you know, a more intelligent way to be, do this was build the bill, bring in smart think tanks like Heritage Action and bring in Cato. They wrote, you know, that's where patient health savings accounts came from. Musgrave and Goodman, Patient Power is the name of the book. I'd suggest anyone in D.C. read the thing. And then after you do that, bring in other groups like the Club for Growth and Americans for Prosperity. There's smart people at these think tanks that get paid a lot of money to study this full time. And then you bring in the Freedom Caucus, find out what they need. And you bring in the moderates, find out what they need. And the study group and the Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday night group and bring everybody together. And what you do is you build a bill and, okay, you guys are going to have to live with this. Nothing's perfect. You guys are going to have to live with this. You give here. We'll give there. And lo and behold, you build a bill that you know is going to pass. And then you roll it out. And in the, in the same time, you build consensus in the Senate because the House passes their bill. The Senate passes their bill. If they're that dramatically different in conference, it's going to blow up there. So you bring all these groups together. That's how it should have been handled. And now this blame game and having somebody like Kinziger attack the Freedom Caucus, I just can't take it. Because they obviously botched this thing from the get-go. Now, I have a solution and an answer when we get back. I'll tell you what it is. Gun sales skyrocketing around the country. Why? People concerned about their safety, their Second Amendment rights. They're buying more guns. 66% increase sales this year compared to last. 
based on FBI data background checks. Now, look, if you own a gun, you own, obviously, valuables, you own important papers, you need to protect these important items. Now, I did all my research long before Liberty Safe ever became an advertiser on the program. Not only are they made in the USA, not only do they have the best customer service, but they have the best, the greatest safes built in the world. They're that good. And I've got five of them. I got a big one, I got a medium sized one, and I got three small, quick access handgun vaults. And the bottom line is, I bought Liberty because they're the best. Now, right now, you're going to get the best service of all, and you can save up to 250 bucks when you go to LibertySafe.com. Just use the promo code Hannity. Liberty will give you up to 250 bucks off and discounts, rebates. They are the best-built safe for your valuables, your important papers, for any firearms you have. Go to LibertySafe.com. Put in my name to save money. LibertySafe.com, promo code Hannity. Prices are for base buildings only. Do not include windows, doors, or accessories. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build to grow your business, call General Steel today. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building if you call now. For example, a 40 by 60 foot building is still less than 25,000. Even an 80 by 150 foot building is under 99,000. Imagine 12,000 square feet for under 99,000. This building is designed for your needs, no wasted space. And you get the General's quality and 50-year structural warranty at a price you can afford. You can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction by calling General Steel today. As much as half. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. Call now. 877-81-STEEL. It's not too late. Call 877-81-STEEL. That's 877-817-8335. I'm not going to belabor this point all day here today because it just is not. I just don't see the upside in this. Nobody saw the bill. They released the health care bill. Now you've got guys that don't even vote for Trump like Adam Kinzinger slamming the Freedom Caucus. I just you know what? He's been useless. Now, after eight years, it's pretty unforgivable. But there's really only one solution at this point. And every you. They've got to go back and build consensus. Talk to the moderates, the Tuesday group. Talk to the the Freedom Caucus. Talk to the Wednesday group, the Saturday night group, the group that has no group. Talk to them all and get to the study group. Get them all in there and go to each member. Bring in Secretary Price. Bring in the Vice President Pence. Bring in people from the White House. Bring in the Senate. Bring in Cruz. Bring in Rand. Bring in uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Bring in McConnell. This way the House and Senate can get on the same page, and that would expedite any process or conflict during conference and get the job done. So everybody's got to understand here. It's like Michael Crichton. I explained the movie Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton is in this movie. uh, Michael Douglas is in this movie. It's called Disclosure, his book, Disclosure. I read the book. I watched the movie. The movie is pretty good. Demi Moore did a good job, and so did uh, Michael Douglas. And and. Sutherland is in there, too, as one of the older guys. Anyway, long story. They try to set this guy up, and he, and Michael Douglas has a friend who's telling him, solve the problem. So instead of pointing figure, fingers, now they should go back and do what they should have done in the beginning, and that is get all these groups together behind closed doors. I keep saying lock the door, order pizza, beer, ice cream, crayons, coloring books, throw away the key, 
and do your job. That's the only answer you have at this point. And get a bill, build the bill the president wants and will sign, build the consensus you should have built before, get a bill that's going to answer the needs of the American people, which are very simple, lower premiums, better care, more access. And get your job done after eight years. Turn off the TV cameras. Go in to stop the intramural fighting. It looks bad. It looks like you're not prepared to lead. And all of the leaking. And they've got a window here where they can fix the mistake that they built here. But attacking the Freedom Caucus, some of the most loyal supporters of Donald Trump during the campaign is just, to me, unfair. It's not their fault they didn't see the bill. It's not their fault they don't agree with everything in the bill. And I just think, you know, this intimidation, arm twisting, all of this was so unnecessary. And why I'm sitting here on the sidelines having to tell these people this is beyond frustrating. I shouldn't have to say peep about this. They should have done their job from the get-go. We wouldn't be in the position we are in now. We'll continue. We are bad for America. You know, a friend of mine sent me an interesting, a really close friend of mine, somebody that I care about a lot. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it is, Deborah Burlingame. She lost her brother on 9-11 who was flying the, who was flying the uh, American Airlines plane that day. Anyway, she said, send me a quote of Thomas Jefferson. And it, Jefferson saying about the press, nothing can now be believed that is seen in the newspaper. Truth becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. Thomas Jefferson, I guess Ted Koppel would say, is bad for America. Anyway, putting that aside. All right, I'm leaving this for tonight. I'm just, really, do I have to listen to the likes of Adam Kinzinger, the biggest Trump critic, didn't vote for Trump, said he wouldn't vote for Trump? You have to listen to him? Lecture the Freedom Caucus? No, thank you. How about next time you do it the right way and the House leadership gets their act together? Um, don't be surprised in the next couple of days. So it's going to be interesting to watch. You're going to see more stories about Chuck Schumer screaming at a waitress or chewing out a flight attendant because it looks like his plan to filibuster the Gorsuch domination it may have a chance of crumbling before his eyes. I'm not so sure I'm getting there yet. Anyway, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, North Dakota Senator Heidi uh, Heitkamp, said today that they are going to allow an up or down vote. Now, their announcements were, and then Pat Leahy said he's not sure if he's going to support the filibuster. And then we have a tape of Claire McCaskill, who's up in 2018, saying she's not sure if she's going to support it. Look, what Schumer's trying to say is, oh, what they're doing is outrageous. What they're doing here is horrible. You know, this they might invoke the nuclear option, even though Harry Reid did it himself, but not for a Supreme Court nomination, But the real precedence here is there's never been in 200 years a party blocking a judge over a partisan filibuster. In other words, blocking an up or down vote of the choice of the president. Now, that's not advising consent. They don't even want to vote on this. So the unprecedented move would be Chuck Schumer's. And they're trying to spin really hard. Well, it's it's Senator McConnell's fault. No, Senator McConnell is responding to their unprecedented move. And then pull Look, Republicans don't, they don't play by the same rules. Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they all get up or down votes. 
you know they're going to pass and you know they're left-wing radicals. There's not a choice. Republicans play fair. The Democrats never play fair, so stop playing by their rules. Chuck Schumer's not fair. Chuck Schumer wants, you know, that's why it's kind of laughable, this idea that, that the president's going to reach out to Democrats. They want to destroy Donald Trump. They're part of this whole conspiracy to take him down any way they can. We're going to see how that works out. Let me give you another line of attack here that has been going on. So Devin Nunez gets a hold of information that, in fact, confirms what Sarah Carter, John Solomon, James Rosen, and myself and others have been saying. Yeah, there was real surveillance. Donald Trump was right when he said that surveillance was taking place at Trump Tower by the Obama administration. And we discovered, oh, Sarah Carter and John Solomon point out, yeah, there was a there was a FISA warrant that was issued in early October and there was a, a regular criminal warrant issued in early October. And as part of the ancillary investigation into whether or not Russia was influencing the election or tried to. Well, yeah, they got into the Trump server in the middle of the campaign, which just so happened to be the same server for the entire campaign. And then, of course, Devin Nunez has information that shows that um, all the surveillance went a lot deeper than that. And as a matter of fact, it continued beyond November 8th, all through November, December and January. And the president was, in fact, being surveilled. And it seems like for political purposes. So he finds his sources that have proof. He gets the proof and he brings it to the president. Now, the Democrats, you think they would be upset that a a presidential candidate, an opposition party candidate, then a president elect was being surveilled by the current president occupant of the Oval Office. Maybe not him personally, but his administration. What did he know? When did he know it? I don't know. Will we ever get to the bottom of it? Who knows? But the question is, all the media wants to focus. This is outrageous. He needs to recuse himself and step down. Well, Let's ask the question, does the disclosure of intelligence data, whether it be given by a White House official, the White House counsel, it doesn't matter, who are authorized to have material and give it to the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, is that a violation of law? No, it's not. Jay Seculo and, and the American Center for Law and Justice put up a great piece about this today. Now, also, we have Pete Hoekstra weighing in on this. Because the alt-left Democratic destroy Trump media is trying to pretend that when Nunez went to the White House to view sensitive intelligence on the Obama surveillance operations, oh, it's a crime of the century. It's just not true. Well, according to the former House Intelligence Committee chairman, Pete Hoekstra, that's the way sensitive intelligence has always been handled by past committee chairmen. So there's nothing new about this. For years, intelligence committee chiefs have trekked on over to the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue or to an, an, an intelligence agency to view super-sensitive intelligence material because the Congressional Secure Room can't handle that material. So he was doing what he was supposed to do, what people before them have done. Anyway, so the Pete Hoekstra went out there and told the Daily Caller, if someone was going to present me with raw intelligence or unfinished intelligence or with intelligence which was designed to use by another part of the government, it's very reasonable to, suspect, to, uh, to expect that I would go somewhere else. This is basically standard operating procedure. So you see what the media is trying to do? They're trying to tear down Nunez, uh, Nunez because Nunez actually did his job the way it's always been done. But you see the perfect obfuscation because now they get to say, 
Oh, look at this conspiracy. It happened on White House grounds. Well, it happened in the old executive office building, so not technically yes, but in reality, no. And it's all done to smear him so that they can obstruct from the fact that the surveillance and unmasking of and, and intel leaks were that severe by the former administration. Which now brings us to the whole Evelyn Farkas issue, which we have been hammering all week here on this program. And, I mean, for the love of God, I mean, somebody tell this woman, I, I almost feel bad for her at this point. She goes out there, says this thing that becomes news. She, uh, Jeffrey Lord, I talked to him earlier. He's going to join us on the program later. He let her, I guess, put in the American Spectator unedited words and her explanation of all this. Now she's claiming the Russians did it. And on the dark campaign of fake news, you know, that's still ongoing. Um, we see even someone like myself get sweeped up in all of this. Right. Uh, you know, when, when people like me are speaking on behalf of process, people spin it uh, to suit their needs. And I think it, it may be that the Russians are behind even such fake news today. Could be the Russians did it. The Russians did it. You know, in New Hampshire, the state Senate up there is considering stopping selling Russian vodka. Thank God we've got Tito's, which comes out of Texas, because who needs Stolichnaya at that point? Um, that's how ridiculous this has gotten. This is so absurd. This lady's now claiming the Russians did it. What does she think? Vladimir Putin? Vladdy called me and said, hey, hey Hannity, Hannity, I, I have a little more flexibility now uh, since uh, Hillary lost, so um, I'm going to pass on this intel to you. This is my last election, please. Yeah, I'm just in my election. I have more flexibility. Farkas said in the original statement on Liberal Joe, I'm urging my former colleagues, get as much information, get as much intelligence as you can. This is raw intelligence. You don't have a a warrant to tap into Donald Trump. That's illegal. Leaking it is illegal. They didn't have a warrant. And then she even confirms that that unmasking took place. Uh, the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about there, the Trump staff, you know, dealing with the Russians, they try to compromise sources and methods. This is how insane this is. Anyway, I mean, it's crazy. Then she walks it all back, and they, now they're blaming Sean Hannity for all this. And all I did was play her in its full context. Now she's even claiming Jeff Lord says that it was edited. There's nothing edited here that I know of. It's supposedly a live show. And if she has tape to prove it's edited, I'll play the whole thing on the program. If, the, if she has evidence that Vladimir Putin called me, bring it on. Because I never talked to Vladimir in my life. I don't even think I've ever talked to anybody in Russia my whole life. I'd have an interview with, I know it's obscene. It's the whole thing is getting nuts. Now it gets even, you know, she's like the, the chatty Kathy of the Obama wiretapping scandals. I know she's friends with Rick Unger. Tell Rick Unger to tell her to shush. I mean, she is now going to get the House, White House is urging the House Intelligence Committee, rightly so, to investigate Farkas. And if I'd have to bet, I'd say Democrats are going to end up being extremely sorry they ever started with this Russian gate conspiracy nonsense. It's all going to it's all going to blow up in their face. Everybody in the media. By the way, I'm saving everything. All the stupid things these people say. 
White House is now asking Congress to dig deeper into whether communications of Trump associates were improperly picked up and disseminated during surveillance operations after Evelyn Farkas suggested her former colleagues tried to gather such material. Here's another interesting sidebar to this, that there is confirmation from NBC News they confirmed the Obama administration officials saved the Trump-Russia probe documents, just like Evelyn Farkas said and was suggesting to her colleagues on the Capitol Hill, her former colleagues, as she says. So now uh, the White House counsel, Dan McGahn, specifically cited Evelyn Farkas's comments in a letter to the leaders of the House Intelligence Committee as he invited lawmakers now to view the documents, including Adam Schiff, the leading Democrat, who was blasting Devin Nunez. Well, now he's seen it, so is he going to blast himself? I mean, this has gotten so afar from what reality is. Oh, and then Evelyn, Chatty Cathy here. I mean, somebody help this woman out. This woman is going to be in deep trouble here. I wasn't joking the other day. I was, I was saying it in a joking manner. But now I, 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 I get the impression this woman has no clue about dealing with media. She has no clue about what she revealed here. And she did it so nonchalantly. Anyway, she goes on in a, in a Vox story on February 16th and saying that, um, that it feels something like that's why when I talk about our response, what our response should be from the perspective of trying to get at the facts, I oftentimes invoke 9-11. What? She said six weeks ago that Russia's hack in the Hillary's campaign email was worse for America than the 9-11 attacks. Okay. Tell Unger to call her. I, I'm really, I'm being very serious here. This is not good. So the White House invited lawmakers to view the surveillance documents. Now the NBC confirmed the Obama administration saved it, just like Farkas said. The deputy Trump campaign manager goes on to say Dave Bossie, who served as the chief investigator for the House Government Reform Oversight Committee during the 90s, is calling for Evelyn Farkas to submit to a lie detector test. I picked up from the beginning how damaging this was going to be to her. Anyway, in a Newsmax interview and on Fox and Friends, Bossie called on the House and Senate investigators to subpoena Evelyn Farkas. By the way, who predicted that? Hello. Remember when I started the show? The other- Evelyn Farkas. This is my advice, not claiming you've broken any laws whatsoever, but you may want to consult with an attorney. I was giving her good advice. I was actually being nice. Anyway, boss, she needs to be hooked up to a lie detector pretty quick and get into deposition before she finds herself a very good lawyer that she is going to need. They need to be sending her a subpoena. They need to be deposing her immediately. There's going to be a grand jury set up about this by the time this is all done. Oh, here's an interesting sidebar, too. New document dumped by WikiLeaks contains information on recently developed CIA cyber warfare technology. This is the Vault 7 release. Remember, they only released less than 1% of it, which detail CIA hacking tactics that include the CIA's ability to mask their own cyber attacks by inserting code fragments in foreign languages. And that that tool was used as recently as 2016. What did we hear from the beginning? Remember, everyone ignored that the documents might have been released by a Democrat. This call could have been set up internal. Who knows? You You have some unsavory characters in intelligence right now. That does not smear the intelligence community, most of whom happen to be good people. By the way, there was a, a we're learning today that Hillary Clinton was granted unprecedented access to classified State Department documents 
after she resigned as Secretary of State, Fox News said today. Anyway, so this is getting crazier and crazier by the day. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. We're like writing a spy novel every day. We're going to get a new chapter a day here. Hey, listen, when you need a home equity loan and it makes sense for you, there are times you need a loan fast. You don't want to do all that paperwork. Well, that's where my friends at trysofi.com come in, trysofi.com. Now, they got a fast, simple, easy way to get a personal loan. Just takes minutes. You apply online. You'll know immediately how much you qualify uh, for. And best of all, trysofi.com, their personal loans. You get a fixed rate loan with rates that can be as low as a home equity loan. So whether you need 5000 100000 whatever you need, you're only a click away from pre-approval. Now, trysofi.com never charges application fees or any other hidden fees. If you check your rate for a personal loan with trysofi.com, it does not impact your credit score. Doesn't matter what you need the money for. That's up to you. Take two minutes. Check it out at trysofi.com. Terms, conditions apply. It's now available in most, but not every state. T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. All right, so much on the docket today. All right, Adam Kinzinger. He said he wouldn't even vote for Trump. Now he's going to excoriate the Freedom Caucus. Wow, that's something. Paul Ryden wouldn't even be seen with then-candidate Donald Trump in his home state or anywhere. I don't think he went on the campaign trail once. Told me personally, oh, I think we can't win Wisconsin. That's not going to happen. All right, we'll get to that. Also, the very latest on this Russian conspiracy, surveillance, unmasking, leaking of intelligence. We'll have more on these un- unprecedented attacks on Chairman Nunes that's happening. And we'll get to a lot of your calls today as well. And... We have uh, also coming up, Ann Coulter is going to join us today, and Jeffrey Lord and Rick Unger that both know this woman, Farkas. Boy, somebody needs to tell her, get off TV like yesterday. Straight ahead. All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show. Toll-free telephone numbers 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program, all right? As we continue the, you know, who are Donald Trump's real friends? And I'm looking at all these comments of, you know, all these people that have taken on the president, didn't support him in the election. And all of a sudden now that I guess the health care bill didn't go as he wanted, he thinks that the Freedom Caucus is his enemy. I don't believe that for a second. And uh, I'm especially ticked off at the piece that I read by Adam Kinzinger. I mean, this is a guy you look at all the articles Oh, Kinziger, Trump wrong on on the Assange tweet. Uh, Trump's Sweden comment, an embarrassing moment, uh, saying the United States was a, a was a terrorist attack and there wasn't, you know, going on and on everything. And he said he wouldn't vote for him. But now he's lecturing the Freedom Caucus who did support him and help get him elected. Gets a little frustrating. And then he had a speaker of the House that wouldn't even appear with Donald Trump when he was a candidate. But it's the Freedom Caucus that's the problem. Well, maybe if Paul Ryan and the legislative branch, after eight years, would have put together a bill that was consensus-driven and that brought all the different coalitions in the Republican Party in the House together before they unveiled this bill, it would have worked out a lot better for everybody. Anyway, Ann Coulter is with us. Uh, and of course, E. Pluribus Awesome, the case for Trump, and New York Times bestseller. How are you? Fantastic, and I'm sorry to say I agree with everything you just said. Me too. It's sad. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, who's our real friends in all of this? No, I know, and I, I don't know. I, as 
Um, you know, I keep holding the emperor god Trump harmless on everything. So whoever told him um, to send out those mean tweets about the Freedom Caucus should be fired and kept away from him as much as possible. No, I think this is a, this is a terrible mistake, particularly because of what a disaster that Obamacare light was. Oh, my gosh, we would have been wiped out in the midterms if that had gone through. It is the classic Republican move. We won't actually overturn all the socialist stuff the Democrats did. We'll just give you less free stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and as I described in my column this week, and I, look, I understand the politics of this. I've, I've worked in the Senate. Um, and I know a lot of times conservative purists in this way or that can come up with, you know, the perfect plan, the perfect deal, and, and politicians sit back and say, yeah, but we're never going to get that passed. We have constituents. We have Democrats. No, the bill I have... Um, is beautiful. Democrats can't vote against it. It is very simple. You keep everyone on Obamacare who wants to stay on Obamacare. There is no one to complain about that. But you allow a free market in health insurance, nationwide free market. Within a year, 80% of, of Americans will be buying their health insurance on the free market. I'll finally have decent health insurance where um, if I get cancer, I can go to a decent cancer hospital, but I won't have to pay through my health insurance premiums for every Everyone else's, you know, transgender operations and pregnancies and prenatal natal care and, and gambling addiction therapy. That is how Obamacare is paid for. That is the true evil of Obamacare. Instead of just being a standard welfare program that we pay for, everybody pays taxes. Warren Buffett pays more than Ann does. Um, and out of the general funds, the welfare cases are funded. No, this is a welfare program that we pay for through our insurance premiums, and Ann pays as much, probably more, than Warren Buffett does. I'm sorry, that's just not fair. Please let us just have a free market in health insurance. We can have little geckos on TV advertising the great plans at good prices. The free market always provides better access, better prices. I don't want Paul Ryan figuring out what my premium should do. I want an insurance company competing for my business. And if Congress would just do that, within a year the welfare cases would be much smaller, and they can figure out, you know, his little, you know, precious quasi-free market ways to deliver that. But who cares if they vote against it? It's just another welfare plan paid out of a general fund as opposed to through our insurance premiums. Have you been following, and I agree with everything you just said, and you said it very articulately. I don't have much to add to it. The free market solves all our problems. Mm -hmm. Have you been following the attacks on Devin Nunes? And <laughs> and have, I don't know if you've been watching my show and all this tape that I keep playing of Evelyn Farkas, who used oh, to work for Obama. Fantastic. I'm so glad you're playing that. No, I'm in L.A. I'm always going to dinner right when your show comes on. Um I'm getting ready right before you come on. I'll have to have later dinner appointments. Um, but yes, the you're <laughs> the aware of the story is hilarious. They just keep it. Really is nineteen George Orwell's nineteen eighty four, where they keep cycling through a new a new Emmanuel Goldstein. That was the guy, the fictional person they'd put up on screen and have the two minutes hate, where all the people would just scream, their faces contorted in rage, scream at Emmanuel Goldstein. So our Emmanuel Goldstein so far have been, well, of course, Trump himself, Steve Bannon, uh, Stephen Miller, um, Kellyanne Conway, uh, Michael it, Flynn, oh, um, um, DeVos, the education secretary, and now we're cycling through this poor Devin Nunes. The question I have about this is, 
even if everything they say is is correct, and I don't know, I guess it seems to be, that um, some of the information Representative Nunes got was from um, White House people working, looking over the, the counterintelligence from the Obama era. So what? <laughs> so what? Isn't the, isn't the issue supposed to be why were they surveilling either a candidate, opposition party candidate, a president-elect, and his entire staff? And this is where it gets interesting with this woman, Evelyn Farkas, and we'll have more on this at the top of the next hour. You know, when she goes out there, I'm urging my former colleagues, get as much intelligence as you can. And I fear this, this information, the intelligence will disappear. And, and if the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about the Trump staff dealing with the Russians— They'd compromise sources and methods. And yes, I'm like, so she's, yes, ad- she's admitting no, to surveillance, to unmasking, and talking about leaking. Yes, she's bragging about how, oh, Trump was so dangerous, we were surveilling him. And now, oh, yeah, well, maybe not. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't have been doing that. Um, no, the underlying crime here is, is actually pretty shocking. To have a president of the United States um, surveilling an opposition candidate or, you know, people around him. Um, remember at one of the debates, um, Trump had that fantastic joke um, when, when Hillary said something like, well, you know, heaven forbid that you'd be in charge of, of law enforcement in this country. And he said, yeah, because you'd be in jail. Yeah. And uh, the left went mental claiming this is like a third, it's a banana republic. He's threatening to put an opponent in jail. Well, no, he wasn't threatening to put her in jail for being his opponent. It was if she has committed a crime, she would be subject to the criminal justice system the same as any other um, um, citizen. This is not a third uh, banana republic. That's where you put your opponent in prison just for being your opponent. That's what is going on here. The Obama administration surveilling people around Trump just because he was the opponent. That, that is banana republic territory. Um, and I suppose their argument would be, um, although I would love to hear them make it, that what Nunes did wrong was um, he's not operating as just, you know, a purely nonpartisan judge, as, as if it's a courtroom, and, and he's going to one party involved in all of this. But, okay, could we go back to those Eric Holder hearings and see how nonpartisan the Democrats were? Um, see how nonpartisan the White House was? They did everything they could to, to block Eric Holder from telling us the truth about that insane Fast and Furious program and many other things. Eric Holder, the Attorney General of the United States, was held in contempt, and the White House refused to enforce it. In fact, this White House ought to enforce that contempt order. I don't think the statute of limitations is run on that. Um, the idea that Democrats are just, you know, these nonpartisan seekers of truth at congressional hearings is madness. Well, you know, when you watch, we've listened now for eight months uh, about this Russian conspiracy with the election, and yet there's not a shred of evidence. Now, we do know in the case of General Flynn that a felony was committed because they released intelligence and they leaked intelligence. So that's mm-hmm. that would be a violation of the Espionage Act and a felony. But if you ask the legal question, does the disclosure of any intelligence data by White House officials that are authorized to have the materials given to the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee violate the law in any way, shape, matter or form? Well, even the New York Times concedes there's no accusation of lawbreaking. And if I, th- I think that if a president was being surveilled, 
That is something the country needs to know. Who knew what, when, and where? And if Evelyn Farkas, who wasn't even in the Obama administration at that time, if she knew about it, and she's talking about spreading the information, I'm urging my colleagues, get as much intelligence as you can. And if the Trump folks find out how we knew what we knew about their Trump staff dealing with Russia, well, now we're talking about other potential crimes, aren't we? And that is surveilling. Why were they surveilling? Were they using the ruse of of gathering foreign intelligence? Why were they unmasking when she says if the Trump staff finds out what we knew about them? okay, they were unmasking who the individuals Americans were. But there was no warrant at all to get that intelligence on an American citizen. And the third thing is when she talks about, oh, get as much intelligence as you can. I'm urging my former colleagues. So I think that if anything, that this this statement of hers should open up a Pandora's box. And I would expect the House Intelligence Committee and maybe the attorney general to begin investigations. Yes, it's interesting of the two claims, the Russia collusion with the Trump campaign. Every single part, there's zero evidence for it. And in fact, the sort of weak, weak tea evidence they have put forward, it all keeps falling apart. Um, but Trump's claim that he was, quote, wiretapped, no, the evidence just keeps accumulating for that. I mean, in addition to the Farkas quote, there's the fact that these conversations with Michael Flynn not only were taped, but were released to the media. I mean, whether or not a crime is, commi- is committed here, and we know there was with the leaking aspect of it, um, maybe, maybe not with the gathering of it, we know it happened. That is a fact, whereas from beginning, from that, the get That's a fact, and that's a felony. Is just craziness. I mean, it's crazy. Consider what people in America who are paying attention to the election, what they thought was going to happen on election day. Um, The Russians are pretty good spy masters, um, even assuming they'd get something out of it. But to think that you could influence an election where, according to the New York Times, Hillary had a 95% chance of winning. um, No, this isn't how how spycraft works. I mean, what if these, now it looks Uh, like they weren't even the ones who tapped the... I got to put you on hold here. But remember, too, Obama did, we know, try to influence the Israeli elections. Nobody seems to care about that little point that's been proven. It's only bad if somebody tries to do it to us, which there's no evidence they did. All right. Stay right there. More with Ann Coulter on the other side. Listen, protecting your home is smart. Using one of those old alarm companies is dumb because that means you're going to have countless installation appointments. They're going to be drilling holes in your walls. You're going to have to be repainting all over the house. Then you get locked into these long-term contracts that you pay high monthly premiums and you can never get out of. Well, protecting your family is worth it. Your home is worth it. But there's a new way to do it. It's simply safe home security. And that is 24-7 professionally monitored home security that you get online. It's a wireless system. And each Simply Safe system is a thoughtful, thoughtfully assembled security arsenal for you and your family. Entry, motion sensors, high D security cameras. You'll have everything you need to keep your family and your stuff safe. CNET called Simply Safe comprehensive, simple to use protection, and it was their editor's choice for home security in 2014. So order your Simply Safe system today. Be protected by the end of the week. You get a 10% discount when you go to this website. One word, simplysafehannity.com. Go there now, get your Simply Safe system simplysafehannity.com a 10% discount one more time simplysafehannity.com more with Ann Coulter on the other side and much more news coming up on this Friday ready to repeal and replace Obama's executive orders then you've come to the right place 
The Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue, Ann Coulter is uh, with us <clears throat> as we talk about the issues of the day here on a, a Friday. All right, so Neil Gorsuch, uh, we now move into new territory here. And it looks like there's only two Democrats that are going to allow an up or down vote. You need eight to get over cloture and to get an up and down vote for Gorsuch. Now, the Democrats are trying to spin this that, well, this is this is unbelievable. This is a, a break in tradition. But the truth is the break in tradition would be that the Senate has never, ever used a filibuster to defeat a nominee with majority support. And so you have Chuck Schumer promising to filibuster this and go scorched earth um, and deny this guy an up or down vote. So if he's going to change the rules, I assume the Republicans will hopefully do the same. Well, they better. I just find this whole thing about, oh, poor Merrick Garland. Um, it doesn't pass the laugh test, to use a cliche. No one, no one thinks that if in the last year of a Bush administration or the Trump administration, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg resigns um, or otherwise is unavailable, that the Democrats wouldn't do the exact same thing. Oh, come on, cut the crap. You have got to be kidding me. Of course they would do the same thing. Um, and in fact, of course, all these other, I think going into since, since Scalia, I think he was the last one to get an overwhelming number of senators voting for him. But, but the rest of them, um, Clarence Thomas, I think, got through with something like 52 votes. When, when they're the ones in power, all new rules apply. And then Republicans come in and, no, that's unfair. But if we could get, just go back to one thing that I, th- I think it's worth alerting people to. The one thing on Russia they seem to have absolutely rock solid, this, this much we know, that it's Russia that, that hacked the DNC. Well, now that claim is not only falling apart, and as I was saying before the break, I just don't think it makes any sense. What if, I mean, the DNC leaks were all about how the DNC was screwing over Bernie Sanders. Well, what if the Democrats had reacted by saying, okay, Hillary, we gave you your chance, um, but that's it, we're running Biden. But plus, no how not only has Julian Assange said, this is absolutely not from the Russians, and I believe he said this came from someone within the DNC. Coming from someone within the DNC is the only thing that makes sense. It was a Bernie supporter who was ticked off and how he was being screwed over by the DNC. And I note that this week, every single member of the DNC was laid off. They cleared house. Um, so I think, that, and, and, you know, Assange, whatever, he may be evil. He, maybe he shouldn't be leaking all this stuff, but I don't think anybody thinks of him as a liar. And he says it's not Russia. One of the major um, reports... Um, I think I'm the only one to interview the guy, and... He swears up and down. And, and more beyond that, I mean, if you're mad at Julian Assange, then get mad at the New York Times because they printed everything WikiLeaks printed. Right. I mean, I'm not wholesale endorsing Assange. I'm just saying of, of the qualities about him, if anything, he's like relentlessly truthful. Um, the one outfit that was claiming, no, we looked at these DNC hacks, it's, it's Russia, it's this yeah. fancy bear thing. Well, okay. all these outside firms, I just tweeted out this week, they were quoted in uh, the Miami Herald saying, no, this is absolutely not true. With no, with no evidence after eight months, it's insane, and uh, they're missing everything in terms of what's really valuable. But this is all going to blow up in their face. Ann Coulter, have a great weekend. We love you. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. When we come back, we'll check in with Amy Kramer of the uh, Tea Party Group. She's got some news for us. Straight ahead. Most people don't take, uh, well, to being bullied. 
Do you think that this is is this an actual negotiating tactic by the president, though, or do you think that this is a constructive way to do it? I mean, it's constructive in fifth grade, but um, <laughs> it may allow a, a, a child to get his way, but that's not how our government works. This Obamacare light is worse than Obamacare. Our objection is logical. It's not ideological. Our objection is logical. If you remove the individual mandate, yet keep in place the mandate on pre-existing conditions on, on health care, health insurance, you know what's going to happen? People are going to buy, fewer people are going to buy insurance. That, the CBO said that. Those will be the healthy people that don't buy it. That, and the price is going to skyrocket. Thomas, that could be fixed in phase two or phase three. It could be fixed. You can't tell me that it will well, not be fixed. Phase two is supposed to be the uh, pen and the phone, the administrative fixes. And we see how well that's going for our president and our administration in the courts. Phase two will be shut down by the courts if it ever happens. So you that's can't our that. concern. You don't know that for sure. Well, we've got a pretty bad track record so, what so far. you've done, but the, you've given us Obamacare full on for as far as the eye can see. And you have derailed no. the legislative process. You have. No. We've, we've stopped something very bad. We've probably saved the GOP from losing the majority in the next election. That's what your because projection. Because this will be a disaster. Look, I'm, I'm, well, sir, let me, let honestly, me ask you. Look, next year, in 2018, if you've got nothing done, if we're still lumped with Obamacare, still lumped with high taxes, you lose. All Republicans lose because they haven't done what they said they were going to do. You haven't even taken that's, a baby that's exactly, step towards That's exactly it. the point. But you've not that's even taken exactly a baby step towards it. That's exactly the point we're making it. to Trump. You haven't do what taken you a said baby you step towards it. Drain the swamp. You no, a baby step towards socialism is not doing what we said we would a do. A baby step towards socialism? Please. Yes, mandates, penalties, subsidies, and bailouts are all in this bill. Which They're could the same mandates, penalties, and subsidies. phase two and phase three. Yeah, that, well, those are fairy tales, frankly. Why don't we do phase three right now if it's so doable and so necessary? So you won't move at all. I mean, despite what the president has done overnight, no, you're not moving. No, absolutely. I will move. Listen, Stuart, the Medicaid reform that's stuck inside of this bill is a good part of the bill. We should do it tomorrow. It saves $800 billion, and that's the part that lets us do tax reform. Freedom Caucus will vote for that. I will vote for that. Let's get the stuff we can agree on, get that on the table, bring it for a vote. And the stuff we can't agree on, frankly, Stuart, Trump might need Democrats if he wants to pass Obamacare light. Okay. Because it's not what conservatives campaigned on. All right. That was, of course, uh, Justin Amash first and Thomas Massey in an argument with my buddy Stuart Varney over the Freedom Caucus, one of our top stories today, and the president going hard against them and mentioning them by name. And, of course, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, that all well, the Freedom Caucus guys supported the president for election. Guys like Adam uh, Kinziger was writing in the New York Times today how the Freedom Caucus is undermining the GOP is wrong. And I didn't see Paul Ryan out on the campaign trail with uh, Donald Trump. And I just think that this is misguided. Anyway, so we got that. We're giving you a preview of what's coming next week. And Chuck Schumer, unprecedented filibuster, doesn't want to allow an up or down vote on Gorsuch, which should trigger the nuclear option once and for all, which I'm all in favor of. And uh, at this point, Republicans, they always give in. They, they play by two different standards. The attacks against Devin Nunez, which overrides the big story, which was the spying on then candidate and president-elect Trump, 
during his transition and his team, and that goes to the Evelyn Farkas issue that we've been talking about and uh, the latest on Flynn and immunity. But anyway, we'll get into all this. But first, I want to say a quick hello, and then we'll get to your calls here. Amy Kramer is with us, been a longtime friend of the program, and I met first met Amy in April of 2010 in Atlanta when 20-some-odd thousand people showed up at a Tea Party rally, and Amy has lost her mind, and she's now running for Congress. Uh, and if it helps her, I'll endorse her. If it helps her, I'll, I'll not endorse her, whatever she wants, because she's such a good friend and a solid conservative and friends with the Freedom Caucus guys as well. How are you, Amy? Thanks so much for having me on, and of course I would love your endorsement. Well, you and got I it. will stand with the Freedom Caucus. Hey, listen, you've been a champion out there hitting the pavement for all these years. It's people like you that I'd love to see in Congress that I think would do a great job. I think you're insane for doing it, but I mean, good for you, and I hope you win. Um, what do you well, make of all the attacks against the Freedom Caucus? I mean, I didn't see any of these guys, you know, certainly Chuck Schumer, if, if the president's talking about doing business with him, Chuck's never going to work out any deals with, with Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi's not going to work any deal with Trump. And Adam Kinzinger didn't even vote for Trump. And Paul Ryan was nowhere to be found. Who knows who we voted for? I think that this is um, it's a it's Paul Ryan's failure. It's not the House Freedom Caucus. It's Paul Ryan's responsibility to write the legislation and get people on board and to get a consensus to begin with. But when you craft the legislation behind closed doors and don't let others be part of the process, then you go out there and tell them it, it, you can't repeal it in one step and so on and so forth. I mean, nobody trusts him anymore. I mean, I think there's a real problem now going into if they're going to try and fix, fix health care and also with tax reform. I don't know how he can effectively lead. And I think Paul Ryan's a nice guy. But, Sean, at the end of the day, Republicans elected the House. It sent um, The voters sent the Republicans back to be in charge of the House and the Senate. And it's because they wanted to repeal and replace Obamacare. Why on earth they would put forth a bill that does not lower premiums, lower deductibles, lower the cost of uh, prescription drug prices? They did not even put in there, and I don't think we'll get to the second step, but about crossing state lines. I mean, that's something the Dems could have gotten on board with right away. You know, and, I, and I think I there was a good point. It. it was a good point I thought made by Massey, and that is, all right, do steps two and three now. Well, I, I never understood the three-step process for my own personal benefit. I understand the challenges. Look, the average American doesn't care about reconciliation, probably doesn't know what it is. They don't understand cloture. They don't right. understand the bird rule. This is this is them technical talk. All they want are results, and the results are very simple. Lower premiums and better care and a better bang for their buck. That's all they're looking for. And the only way to accomplish that is through free market competition and stop Absolutely. the Ponzi scheme where the young and the healthy are paying for the old, the sick, and the disabled. Sean, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I mean, what does the government run good? I mean, you can look at the post office, Amtrak, the VA. We need to get the government off of our backs and out of our lives and let the free market decide. Put the decisions back in the hands of patients and doctors and not bean counters in Washington. But I think there is a silver bullet for this. You make Congress live under the same rules that you and I have to live under and all Americans have to live under, they'll fix that real quick. So tell me about this election. When do you have your primary? So this is for Tom Price's seat. It's April 18th, and yeah. there are 18 candidates in this race. There are five Dems, two independents, and 11 Republicans. 
it's crazy. It's a jungle primary, so the top two go to a runoff, and it is, um, it's really exciting. I never thought I'd do this, but you know what? I worked my heart and soul out electing conservatives such as Ted Cruz and, and Mike Lee and Rand Paul and those guys, and I've encouraged others to get out there and run. Katrina Pearson was one that ran back in 2014 for Congress in, in Texas, and when Tom got appointed to HHS secretary, I thought, how can I not, if I'm going to go out and encourage others, to do it, I need to be able to do now, it myself. I heard that they're I, trying, the, know, the establishment is trying to discourage you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Sean, they are doing everything they can because I'm a threat to them. They want their hand-picked chosen ones. The first poll that came out, I was the number four Republican. They hand-manipulated numbers so that um, the top five were in a debate. They hand-manipulated the numbers, not just to pull me out, but the other Trump supporter, there's another Trump supporter um, in the race, and they pulled, they wouldn't allow either one of us to participate in this debate, which is okay because there are other organizations doing debates. But it's just, it's dirty politics. They no. want their chosen one. And the ones that they are, that um, they have in these debates and they say are polling the highest, we had a forum on uh, Wednesday, and all four of them said they would have voted for that bill on Friday. All right. Well, Amy Kramer running for the Georgia 6th uh, District. See, that's Newt Gingrich's old district, by the way. So uh, we wish you the best, Amy. And we're going to follow this race closely as we get closer to it. Okay. thanks for being with us, Sean. Thanks for having me on. All right. 800-941-SEAN. Toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Jr. is in South Carolina. What's up, Jr. in South Carolina, sir? Sean Hannity, I'll tell you this. By the way, how great was that game last weekend to get South Carolina USC uh, into the final four. Wow. In the final four. Now, you got it. Absolutely. That and was it's, a great uh, game. I mean, women are doing as well. So a lot of and the Clemson won the national title. So a great year for South Carolina in sports. But Sean Haney, on a very serious note, the American people sent Donald Trump to Washington D.C. to drain the swamp. And what we're seeing is the Trump train has left the station. The American people are all packed on the on the boarding docks ready to go. And we see him hanging out with the chief swamp monster, Paul Ryan. And we don't understand why we're being uh, strong-armed, why we're being berated, and why we're being lied to on this health care bill. And I'll say this, Sean, if I can. To the extent that the American people are with Donald Trump, he's an unmovable force of nature. To the extent that Paul Ryan can separate Donald Trump from his base and alienate his core supporters like he's successfully doing, he's going to hamstring Donald Trump, and we will have a landslide loss, in my opinion, in the midterms if we don't get the conservative agenda that we all sent him to D.C. for. I just think that, unfortunately, I I just don't think the president was served well here. And I think he was, I think up until the last day, he was being told, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This bill is going to pass. I think it just stunned him because of what he was being told. And then he was told after the fact, well, it's these guys that won't go along with it. And unfortunately, look, I think, look, one of the things I like about Trump is his his growth trajectory is beyond phenomenal his you know look at him when he started out and came down the escalator and look at the the guy on the stump by the end of the campaign and even that goes out to different towns and cities now it's pretty amazing he's a guy that's run businesses for all these years when you run a business you say to your team do this do this do this in the case of my team linda says well i'd rather do this 
fights and she fights back. And then sometimes I have to put my foot down or sometimes because I don't want to hear it, I'll just say, fine, we'll do it. Um, but sure. And so learning the legislative process and the art of politics being different from the art of the deal, his challenge, I, I know he's going to get there because he, he just is. And so I'm not worried about it. It's unfortunate at this point. All right, stay right there. i got to take a break. I'll give you one more comment when we get back. But, hey, 2016, by the way, imposter fraud surpassed identity theft as the number one reported fraud case. Now, in these scams, criminals use the phone instead of email, and they pose as debt collectors or government workers. Then they call you. They try and trick you into revealing your personal or financial data. Now, you got to be aware. Always know the government's never going to make demands by phone for a payment. Now, if a call like that appears or another suspicious call, hang up. Report the suspicious activity immediately. But you need to protect yourself in this day and age against identity theft. It's America's fastest growing crime. Thieves using your information, pretending they're you, buying things on your credit, liquidating your bank and your retirement account. Now, every second of every day, LifeLock is scanning millions of transactions every second. They detect your information. You get an alert. You have a problem. They fix it, unlike free credit monitoring. Bottom line is LifeLock is the best identity theft protection available. Memberships as low as $9.99 a month. Just go to LifeLock.com slash Hannity and you get a 10% discount or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and mention my name. You still get the 10% discount. 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com slash Hannity, and you will have your identity protected. We'll continue. Final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. All right, as we continue News Roundup Information Overload, we'll have the latest on Evelyn Farkas's comments, and now she says it's all fake news. Well, when you play her verbatim, I don't know how that could be fake news. And now the Russians may have influenced it, according to Jeff Lord. We'll get to that. Uh, all right, JR in South Carolina, you get the last word. I didn't mean to hold you over there. Sorry about that. No, Sean, I appreciate it. And I'm not saying this to get you in trouble, but if this strong-arm tactics, intimidation, and threatening our Freedom Caucus representatives continue... At what point do we as a constituency say it's time to challenge Paul Ryan in a primary? Strong. Listen, I, I'm saying this. The rollout was horrible. They Nobody saw the bill ahead of time. There was no consensus built ahead of time. Nobody, Everyone was wondering what bill is it that's being scored. And if they would have done it the right way, it wouldn't have been a problem. And the bill would have – all the negotiation would have been behind closed doors, not – in front of television cameras and on radio shows and all the different coalition groups should have been brought together as well as the health and human services secretary as well as the white house and the vice president as well as the senate because remember whatever the house passes doesn't necessarily pass the senate so if you're working in conjunction with the senate from the beginning and the get-go then you have the opportunity to avoid a big contentious you know, third phase, which is, all right, the House passes their bill, the Senate passes their bill, then it gets into conference, and then the House and the Senate are fighting over competing bills, and maybe that doesn't get done at that point. There's a better way to do this, and I don't think the president was served well, and I think that, you know, there's been a lot of scapegoating here, and I think that he's been told that the Freedom Caucus was the problem, but it's not. It's how the bill was dealt with from the get-go that was the problem, and I'm just calling it as I see it here. 
And in that sense, leadership didn't serve the president well in terms of what they're supposed to do for him on the legislative side. The country's not served well because everybody that has voted to put members in the House and in the Senate and vote for Donald Trump for repeal and replace, they're now frustrated because it's not getting done. It's slowed down the entire agenda of Donald Trump. And to me, after eight long years, it's kind of unforgivable. And lashing out against the Freedom Caucus members is just, to me, it's just we're looking in the wrong direction here. Who got this wrong? The House leadership got it wrong. And after they unveiled the bill, they saw the contentiousness building, and they went for a three-week period, according to Mark Meadows, where they didn't even talk to the Freedom Caucus because they thought they, they didn't need the Freedom Caucus. And then they went in with strong-arm tactics. Now they're just attacking them outright. And I think they've convinced the president somehow that they're the ones that were wrong here. No, the way the bill was handled by leadership, was it was mishandled. Now, they have two options here. They can keep up fracturing the Republican Party and not get anything done. Or they can hit the reset button and do it the right way. I suggest the latter. Hit the reset button and do the right way. All right, when we come back, the latest on the comments of Evelyn Farkas. Why does she keep talking? Does she have any friends that are advising her that is not a good idea? Well, one of her friends will join us next. And Jeffrey Lord will check in with us as well. It's the Friday edition of the Sean Hannity Show. And our Friday concert series with Florida Georgia Line continues to put you in a good mood. And we'll take your calls in the next hour as well. Information Overload Hour. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload. And yes, our Friday Florida Georgia Line concert series at the bottom of the hour to put you in a good mood for a Friday. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right, so we have gone over in great, great detail what this all means as it relates to the comments of Evelyn Farkas. I mean, this is what she originally said, and pay very close attention And then we'll show how she, in my opinion, contradicted herself greatly the next day after I I brought everybody's attention to it. Listen, I was urging my former colleagues and and frankly speaking, the people on the Hill, Mm -hmm. it was more actually aimed aimed at telling the Hill people, get as much information as you can, get as much intelligence as you can before President Obama leaves the administration, because I had a fear that somehow that information would disappear with the senior people who left. So it would be hidden away in the bureaucracy um, that the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their the staff the trump staffs dealing with russians that they would try to compromise those sources and methods meaning we would no longer have access to that intelligence so i became very worried because Mm. not enough was coming out into the open and i knew that there was more we have very good intelligence on russia so then i had talked to some of my former colleagues and i knew that they were trying to also help get information to the hill a lot going on today. Yeah. Mark. That's Alfred. why you have the leaking. Exactly. People are worried. That's why you have the leaking. Listen to what she's saying. Get as much intelligence as you can. I was urging my former colleagues. Now, she had left the Obama administration by that point. Get it as much. Get as much intelligence as you can before Obama leaves the administration. This information might disappear. And uh, so it would be hidden away from the bureaucracy. And, you know, that... If the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their, the Trump staff, dealing with Russians, well, how would they know? How did you know? You know, now she's she's backing off all of these claims. And, well, I'm just, it, you know, 
if indeed they did it. No, she's, say, she's not saying if indeed in an original statement. She's saying get as much intelligence. I was urging my colleagues, get as much intelligence as you can. Intelligence. Information. Intelligence. She said the word intelligence. And then it goes on, well, if they knew, the Trump people knew, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their Trump staff dealing with the Russians, hmm, they'd try and compromise those sources and methods. Well, what is she admitting to all of this? She's admitting, number one, surveillance took place. If she says the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their Trump staff dealing with Russians, so she's revealing unmasking taking place. And when she gets get as much intelligence as as you can, is she in that instance? Is she trying to encourage people to get and hold on to secret intelligence? Why would she say that? Anyway, then she goes on CNBC yesterday and contradicts herself. Listen, that the Trump folks, if they found out how how we knew what we knew about their the Trump staff, this is dealing with the Russians, that they would try to compromise those sources and methods, meaning we no longer have access to that intelligence. Uh, Sean Hannity and others have made a big issue of this. And I wanted you just to explain what you meant by that. And in particular, when you talked about if they found out how we knew, what do you mean by how they how we knew? Well, what I was getting at was the fact that we were having now a transition of power from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. And if indeed there was an investigation ongoing, if indeed if there was indeed, information that if the... indeed there was an investigation going forward. Well, that's very different if they found out how we knew, not if indeed, how we knew what we knew about the Trump staff dealing with Russians. The Obama administration had about Russian interference and possible <laughs> American involvement. I wanted to make sure that Congress knew about it, that Congress had... If it happened, if they had it, if they found out, well, that's very different if they found out how we knew what we knew about the Trump staff. There was no caveat whatsoever. And it is a direct contradiction. Now the question is, is she going to keep talking? Because on top of that, she's also now saying this is fake news. So using her words in full context, without edits... Without the Ted Koppel treatment, she is now contradicting herself. Oh, this is fake news. She's now denying she had access to this. Anyway, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Jeffrey Lord is a former associate political director in the Reagan administration and columnist at uh, the American Spectator, wrote the book What America Needs, The Case for Trump. Rick Unger, senior political contributor, Forbes.com, and co-host of the Steel and Unger Show on Sirius XM. And interestingly, both of them know Evelyn Farkas. Uh, Jeff, why don't we start with how you know her? Well, I've only known her for a day. Okay. It, it turns out to my uh, surprise that she, like myself, is a graduate of Franklin Marshall College in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which I did not know. Um, she apparently uh, discovered this, this coincidence and emailed me and said she wanted to talk. Um, I knew immediately, I said, you know, yes, absolutely. I, I wish she'd email me it. and say she wants to talk, and I'd love to put her on the air and clarify some of these contradictory statements. <laughs> I, I don't know. It how, must come, be, how come I don't I, get I don't the call? I don't know call. what I've got here, Sean. But... You, got, you got a special thing going on there, brother. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought about, you know, I had a little chance to, to think before I, I spoke with her. And as it happened, the week before, in another sort of strange out-of-the-blue moment, 
uh, revolving around this whole Trump-Russia story. Carter Page, who is often mentioned in these stories uh, as a Trump advisor with ties to Russia, had contacted me out of the blue and had sent me a, a copy of a letter that he was in the process of sending then and there to uh, Devin Nunes, Nunes and uh, Adam Schiff, of the, the chairman and, and ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee. And I said, well, we would just run this verbatim at the American Spectator, because I think he was afraid that his words would be misinterpreted or what have you. So I had the same thought with, with Evelyn. And when we spoke, I said, look, why don't we do this? You you write up whatever you want to write up in your own words, and I will commit to you that the American Spectator will run it verbatim. And so she did. And uh, one of the things she says in there is that she feels, um, she even suspects the Russians may have come up with this video. She feels that it has whoa, been tampered whoa, whoa, whoa. with. How, the video of her on liberal yes, joe yes that that it was put out there that they the russians know, did it and put it out there and they gave it to hannity that's what they did they, the <laughs> russians exactly i told her about v- you and the russians Vla- vladimir <laughs> called you were <laughs> vladimir personally called me i mean uh, exactly i expect exactly. to go before the house intel committee tomorrow um so did she-, she said in this statement that um uh, that this had uh it was a quote-unquote wild misinterpretation of comments that she made on the air in march and, uh, Do you think it's a misinterpretation, that, or am I interpreting it correctly the way it was meant well, to be? Well, she said that the video was edited. I don't now, see. I didn't she see did, any. She did not say. I emphasize that you I edited think, it. She I think it's a lot. Li- was edited. It's a live show. How could it be edited? Uh, I have, you know. Well, if she has information or or more to the tape, or somebody over at NBC edited her tape, I'll play the full tape for her. And she says she also says that uh, at the end of the interview, she said, "I did start a new thought." Uh, quote, "That's why they leaked." Unquote. But she was cut off in the way. And something you you would know very well, as as I have learned and Rick knows, is the world of the hard break and television time. And that she began this thought and was stopped. Well, it didn't seem class. like she was stopped. I mean, it just was like Mika was clueless, and I don't I don't see an edit there. All right, so I'm going to give a little backstory here. So Rick Unger is in the studio yesterday, and we have him back for a reason here today, not because we like him or anything, even though we do like him. <laughs> you so, got to stop calling me. I know. i got to stop calling you. Right. So Rick says to me, oh, I'm actually friends with Evelyn. And I said, Rick, I said, how close friends? Oh, she's such a nice person. I said, Rick, what did I say to you? I said, Rick, I'm saying this as nice a way as I can. Tell her to be quiet. Who's advising this woman to talk? This, I would be shocked if she's not brought before the House Intelligence Committee and probably investigated over these comments. And did you talk to her? Yes. And? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Don't, do you agree with me that I'm giving good advice to her? Um, do I agree with you? Yes, I do agree with you. And, and I'm, I'm interested. I read Jeff- and the only reason uh, I said it to you is you said she's actually a really nice person. And I said, she is. I'm like, Rick, who's advising this woman? Well, I'll and tell you I, what I, I found. For the record, I would agree with, uh, based on my conversation with her, I would agree with Rick. She is a very nice person. Okay, yeah. now now she's saying the Russians are doing it, the Russians leaked it, and she's saying she's edited on a live show, which it's possible, but you have to show me the edit and then and show right. me the full tape. Well, it only, it only goes to prove that not only is Hannity bad for America, he's apparently good for Russia. 
The parrot. <laughs> I'm going to call so Vlad. I'm going to call I, Vladimir right as soon as I get off the program. Vladimir, listen, listen. Or maybe I'll call Medvedev. 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 Tell Vladimir not to contact me until after this whole thing blows over. I'll have more flexibility. This is my last election. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was Obama who did that. Sorry. <laughs> Oh right, man! So reading what she wrote in, in for Jeffrey and Jeffrey, that was very cool of you to give her that that space to do that. Uh, I don't know how Jeffrey thought about it. It's not satisfying. I'm, I'm not going to be anything but an honest broker. It never answers the crux of the question, which is, what did you mean by if Trump staffers found out how we knew what we knew? She and can't. that's what's at the heart of all of this. And I'm hearing a lot of talk around it. It, it didn't help. I felt that she started out by referring to it as a strange video. Well, I mean, you may think that Morning Joe's a strange show, but there was nothing Well, the only reason nobody video. picked up on it, it wasn't the Russians, it was because nobody watches the show. So, I mean... Well, I do. It, oh, good grief. Oh, well, they, you know, the thing is, Sean, whether, whether it's Evelyn or someone else, and I have certainly have written several columns on this, it's the New York Times and the Washington Post that have repeatedly written stories that indicate quite obviously that that people in the Obama administration were spying on the incoming Trump people. Uh, in one of these Washington Post stories, they even say that they talked to nine people. <laughs> nine people. It, I mean, so so whether Evelyn was one of those nine or not. All right, both I, of you stay there, because i got to take that hard break you're talking about, Jeffrey, and then we'll get back to the other side of this. Hey, if you wake up in the morning and you look like Rick Unger and you see bags and puffiness under your eyes, well, you're not alone. This happens to millions of American men and women. There is a solution created by our friends, Chamonix, their proprietary ingredients like plant stem cell treatment goes into GenuCell, and you know what? It gets rid of bags and puffiness under your eyes, guaranteed, or you get your money back. It's that simple. Susan, New Jersey, writes, I've been using GenuCell for a couple of months. All the puffiness around my eyes is gone. Crow's feet are gone. Small lines have disappeared, have not come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. And by the way, everybody here at the Hannity Show that uses it, Lauren and Linda, they love it. They swear by it, as has every person that I know that's tried it. Now, by the way, Chamonix is literally giving one of the best deals they ever have. Now, guaranteed, you're going to see results in 12 hours or you get your money back. Call now and you'll get a free month supply, a 30-day supply with your order. And you'll also get free shipping. 800-SKIN-509, 800-SKIN-509. Chamonix, GenuCell, call now, 800 800- Skin 509. We'll continue. Hey, Ted Koppel, the king of edited fake news, says Sean Hannity is bad for America. Sean Hannity. All right, as we continue News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, we'll get to your calls in the next hour. Rick Unger, Jeffrey Lord are uh, with us. We're talking about Evelyn Farkas. They both know her. Jeff only recently allowed her to write in her own words her defense. And so she's saying in this piece that the Russians may have leaked it, even though it was on national TV. Well, she she, she said to me that it could have been the Russians. She didn't say that in the piece, but... 
she she clearly believes that that this has been in her phrase wildly uh misinterpreted and that uh uh she does feel the thing was edited. Absolutely, she does believe that. And, Rick, you're friends with her. You know, I was kind of joking around when I said, you know, if she's saying, number one, admitting in this piece that surveillance took place, admitting that unmasking took place, and talking about, you know, very specifically getting this information to her friends on the Hill, as she says, get as much intelligence as you can. I was urging my former colleagues, and I'm thinking, okay, this is really bad for anybody. And so I'm, I'm joking around. Elizabeth Far- Evelyn Farkas, we're not sure you committed any crime, but just in case, you may want to consult with an attorney. But, I mean, I'm saying it in good faith, and you're telling me she's a nice person, and I'm like, who's advising her, Rick? Is, when, why isn't she listening to you? I mean, you might be a lot of things. Dumb is not one of them, Mr. Unger. I mean, I, I'm seriously asking. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't, uh, for the life of me, understand how she doesn't see that this is problematic. Well, look, I mean... You know, doing media is not something that people can just do off the cuff. You learn as you go along. I, you know, my, my better response to that is if you're going to talk about it, which is if you feel the need to defend yourself, it's what you should do, then as my old friend Lanny Davis says, when something happens, you, you get out front of it, you address it straightforward, and you let the chips fall where they may. Oh, his right. actual words are: "Tell the truth, tell it early, tell it all, yeah. tell it yourself." But and which so, I don't disagree so, with. But she said everything, and then she walked back everything. Well, Sean, let me let me just jump in here. Um, the New York Times folks do not like it when I say that their stories indicate that the Obama administration do that does this. And I said to one of the reporters who had written the story that I appeared on CNN with. I said to him, look, in 1982, some nutritionist way in the bowels of the, of the Department of Agriculture decided that he would, uh, to save money in budget cuts, would call ketchup a vegetable. And who was pinned for that? Ronald Reagan, personally. I said, presidents, you know, not for nothing the statement that the buck stops here from Harry Truman, presidents are responsible for what goes on in their administration. It doesn't make any difference whether Barack Obama knew about this or not. It is, without doubt, his administration. He was in charge. And so one of two things, either he knew what was going on, was reading about this in the newspapers and did nothing about it, or he was he was getting some of this inside info. I mean, in one of these stories, it talks about transcripts being sent to the White House. Well, who's reading these transcripts? The president, his staff. I mean, yeah. we, we need to know. Well, well, I'm just I'm not seeing an answer to the fundamental question, and and all the other stuff that surrounds it is not likely to distract people like yourself. Right. Listen, I'm saying uh, this in a nice way because I got to go. If I was you, okay. I'd tell her to just shush or tell her to come on my program, one or the other, because if she's going to go down, let it, let it be here so I get the ratings benefit from it. <laughs> Why not my program? Well, excuse me, you're breaking up on me. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN, our number. I mean, I almost feel sorry for her. I don't think she gets a quick break right back. We'll get to your phone calls next. Uh, before we get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. When I was out at the Reagan Library, I met John Highbush, and he's an amazing guy, and he, uh, he's written an amazing book. He's the executive director of the Reagan Foundation and Library. If you've never been to the Reagan Library, it is so educational and just an inspiration. And uh, anyway, his new book, The Shroud Conspiracy, and it's a, a thriller, it's a, you know, a forensic anthropologist sets out to prove that the Shroud of Turin— 
is fake, but quickly discovers the opposite. And uh, John Highbush joins us. Sean, uh, something called Veronica's Veil, and that veil is talked about a great deal in the Shroud Conspiracy. There's also the Shroud of Turin, which is the entire body of Jesus Christ from head to toe, from his face all the way down to his legs. And, uh, you know, it, it shows the crucifixion marks of Jesus from the crown of thorns to the sword in his side. It's just, it is truly a miraculous image. Well, I know it's been studied, and I know we have carbon dating and all this other information. Are you convinced that both of those are real, the Shroud of Turin and and the other one? Well, without a doubt, I think the Shroud of Turin is real. But, you know, for centuries, there's been a big controversy. Half the world believes that the Shroud, and therefore this miraculous visage of Jesus is fake, and the other half believes it's real. And so science has always seems to be at war with faith over uh, whether or not it's real, and, and, and uh, that's the backdrop that I use for the book, The Shroud Conspiracy. Yeah. Unbelievable. What got you interested in this? Because I know you're, you obviously are, are somebody who, who studies history a lot. You love being at the Reagan Library. How many years have you been there now? Oh, I've been there almost eight years, and uh, you're right. I love history. Uh, it's one of the reasons— I have this job. I especially love Reagan history. I lived it as, as no. I'm sure you did too. And uh, I think when I did my book signing there, didn't we break the record up until that point? Maybe it was broken since. Of, of oh no no yeah, you you broke every record, Sean. I think in one day, you signed over five thousand books. Right. Uh, we've never ever had that kind of turnout before, and and you literally stopped traffic on the highway that leads to the Reagan Library. It was just amazing, really. It was a very special day, and I have a very special place in my heart. I believe that Ronald Reagan was one of our great presidents, and uh, meeting you was a great honor, too, and learning a lot uh, at the Reagan Library. Being there to do TV shows was amazing, too, and uh, it's been a a lot of fun the number of times I've been there. But anyway, the book is called The Shroud Conspiracy, An Ancient Relic Promises to Reveal Secrets for the Ages. John Highbush. Now, we put the book up on Hannity.com. It's in, on Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. And uh, we really want to wish you the best with the book. And, and you should sell it at the library. Everyone will remember it when they get there. Oh, you know, actually, Sean, it's funny you'd raise that. Uh, just real quick, uh, the book came out about 10 days ago, and we were selling it at the library. We sold so many that we should have been on the New York Times list, the bestseller list. But guess what? They they decided not to count a single book sold from the Reagan Library, and we sold thousands. <laughs> you know, if that's thirty-five years later, they just still can't seem to, you know, get over. I've, I've seen Reagan. this game before. I, you know, I just I've seen it happen way too many times. You know, you almost have to sell twice as many to get to number one, like I have. And it's ridiculous. But I've seen conservatives. This has happened before, but. Uh, John, you're a great man. God bless you. The Shroud Conspiracy, bookstores everywhere, Hannity.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Sean. All right, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Tracy is in Katy, Texas. What's up, Tracy? How are you? Hey, Sean. Sean, my my question is this. I'm looking lately at the news, and I'm looking at how Mike Flynn wants to turn around and give uh, testimony as long as he gets immunity. Then I'm looking at Devin Nunez running to the White House trying to help bolster the the uh, Trump's uh, administration by getting information from Trump to run out there and trying to help Trump from that bad, disastrous tweet. My question to you is, when do you stop making your people, stop dumbing your people down about Trump? I mean, every single thing that Trump does is right. I remember everything Obama did was wrong. But when do you move from being a supporter 
and not being fanatic. Well, I, I, mean, I just got done today. I spent a lot of time saying that the Freedom Caucus is not the problem, but the Republican leadership in the House is the problem. So uh, the I, can I, let me finish. I, I'm being an honest broker with my audience and we're holding Washington accountable and we are going down the checklist every time the president keeps a promise. And uh, if he, he doesn't, we'll hold him accountable as well. But everything you just said there is false for the most part. Now, yeah, you're right. Uh, but you got to remember, General Flynn, the release of that information and intelligence against him was a crime. That's a that's a felony. And if you're general, I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to answer your question. What happened to General Flynn is a felony. What Evelyn Farkas is revealing is more than problematic. What Devin Nunez did was actually the right thing to do. And zero laws have been broken. And what you really are missing, you've fallen into a destroy Trump alt-left propaganda media trap, and, and you're blaming the messenger when the real message is, why was Donald Trump as a candidate, why was Donald Trump as president-elect for months being surveilled by the former administration? Now, they're up, now, it's, been, now it's been eight months, and you we can't... know why, Sean. Well, hang on. It's been eight we, months. You can't give me any evidence of any Russian collusion. If you can, give it to me now. It's right there in front of us. All right, what is it? All right. First of all, one of his uh, one of his aides said that Pode- the news about Podesta will be coming weeks before it was actually released by WikiLeaks. All right, everybody, stop Dude, for a se- stop, 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 stop for a second. WikiLeaks and the John Podesta fell for a phishing uh, trick on his phone. I'm asking you very specifically: Where is the evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians? Give it to me now. All right. One of the, the the evidence is that by his very virtue of sending Michael Flynn to Russia to say he would release sanctions, Obama put sanctions on Russia because the Russian attacked us. So you're you saying that the incoming – hang on. You're saying that the incoming national security advisor having a conversation with his soon-to-be counterpart is a violation of law, and this is post-election, by the way. How does that impact the election in any way? You're no answer- American is supposed to go to a foreign nation – Okay. And make a deal. To okay. And what law are you si- what law are you citing? Go ahead. Tell me. Okay. When when Obama, even though you might no, just Obama, tell me the law. What, though, no, what is U.S. Code? What? Oh, see, now, I know law, but I don't. I can't remember every. Oh, but you don't know this law. All right. Now, next question. Well, actually, next, uh, next question. Give me any evidence you have of collusion that's been proven yeah. between the Trump campaign and the Russians in the lead up to the election. Go. Now you say proven. I don't have the FBI the information the FBI have. They're closing their net. They're so closing their that, net. But I could tell you from just wait, 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 stop. So for eight months, for eight months we haven't gotten any evidence or proof. But you are convinced it's true, even though you ha- you really can't tell us any evidence, can you? Well, I, then let me then let me just say this one thing, then Sean, and I'll, and I'll just back out, Sean. Even though you might hate Obama, when Obama put sanctions on Russia because a Russian attacked us, did you know? Why? Do- stop. Forget, forget did you know? Did you know that Donald Trump just put sanctions on Russia? Not can I finish? Did you know that Donald yeah. Trump put sanctions on Russia? No, but Donald Trump was going to remove sanctions. You don't hit America. We put sanctions okay. on you. So the bottom line is, I've spent all this airtime on you, and you got done telling me laws were broken, and you can't name a single law that was broken or a single bit of evidence that shows that there was collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign. True or false? Go. 
first of all, why? And I'm looking at you keep trying to stop the point of Michael Flynn at the point of the information was leaked about him instead of looking at the actions of Michael Flynn. Why would you be going to our adversary talking about you removed the sanction? Because that, that was, was I'll answer because it was after the election and he was meeting his soon to be counterpart. So the bottom line is you make wild accusations, bizarre conspiracy theories, and you have no proof. Tracy, I would suggest you go home this weekend and maybe just try and take a happy pill and relax and stop watching NBC and the mainstream media because they're making you look silly, unfortunately, because you're echoing the dumb conspiracies and it's getting more outlandish every day. You know, a pillow has made my life infinitely better. And I'm talking about my pillow. Now, I have insomnia, but I'm sleeping better than ever. I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer just because Mike Lindell invented my pillow. Now, you can get your very own my pillow at mypillow.com or call 800 919 6090. Mention my name, Hannity, in the promo code. You get Mike's special four pack. You get 40% off two my pillow premiums, two go anywhere pillows. Some other good news, My Pillow is made right here in the USA, means U.S. jobs, 60 day unconditional money back guarantee, 10 year warranty. Don't spend more sleepless nights on a pillow that doesn't work and you're staring at the ceiling all night. Log on to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity and you'll get Mike's special four-pack, two MyPillow premiums, two go-anywhere pillows, 40% off. Those pillows arrive. You start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep peeling and recuperative sleep you've been craving and you deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. We'll continue. You're tired of government overreach and Big Brother watching your every move. Now it's time to take back America. This is the Hannity Show. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher, it is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. 
proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com.